0: Hello and welcome to another episode of A Need to Read, you absolute legends. Thank you very much for joining me today. I'm going to be talking about God. He, she, they, it, whatever it is, that's what I'm going to be talking about a little bit. I'm not actually going to talk about the concept of God or having faith in God or some kind of deity that is all-knowing and omnipresent and omnibenevolent and all of the omnis. I'm actually just going to talk about religion's influence on policy in the world. Which is quite a step out of my usual lane. It's not necessarily a mental health topic or anything like that. I don't really know what my lane is, by the way. Here's a here's a short stop. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I used to be really interested in help, self-help. Uh, now I'm more interested in cultural things and politics and stuff like that. And do you know what? I'm finding it far more interesting and it's a lot more digestible uh than a lot of the self help stuff. So there are a lot of great books out there, guys, that don't just tell you how to be happier um, and make you feel like a failure for not being happier. There's lots of them out there. I happen to have been reading quite a bit about religion recently. Um a lot of Sam Harris, a lot of Christopher Hitchens as well, and a bit of Richard Dawkins These are all like militant atheists. And look, someone's got to do that job. There are a lot of fundamentalist religious groups um, from any religion. Christianity, Islam, um, Judaism. uh, There's lots of people everywhere who use religion as an excuse for ill behaviour. I don't necessarily think that's a good thing, right? And of course, this is a human problem. Humans are the ones behind this. Um, humans made up the stories a long time ago, or just reported the stories. You're not going to catch me that easy. Uh, I don't know what happened, but I think it might have just been some desert scribes a long time ago who wrote some stuff down. And then some other people are like, well, we're not happy with that, so we're going to write some more stuff down that will fit our rules. Um, And then here we are in 2022, when people in America are using their religious kind of moral guidance and values to infringe on the rights of women. Which, let's face it, it's not too uncommon for religious things to do that, because misogyny is so deeply tied into religion, um, it's hard to tell the difference. I feel like the Vatican, the Catholic Church, that's like the patriarchal on steroids. The Pope. Anyone ever seen a woman Pope, a lady Pope? I certainly haven't. I've only seen men Popes. Um, there's a lot about religion that should cause us to question some things but when it comes to faith and beliefs people's rationality seems to go out of the window and that is why i'm going to talk about it a little bit today before we get into the podcast obviously the world i don't know if you noticed at the moment but it's pretty weird and if i'm honest maybe a little bit shit of course there are amazing things in the world but sometimes thinking about those just doesn't make up for all the bad and sometimes hell is actually in your head And you know the best thing to do when hell's in your head is to talk about it with someone. Talking therapies are incredible for your mental health and your general well-being. And if it's something that you think might be feasible for you, then chatting to a professional is a really, really good idea. Therapy has helped me to no end in my life and I'll be going back probably at different points throughout my life just to check in really because I honestly think talking therapies are amazing. You, uh, should you so wish to do so, could get 10% off of better help that is h-e-l-p by heading to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read and you get 10% off your first month of online therapy All you have to do is 5-10 minute questionnaire and from that point you'll be matched with a therapist within 48 hours the link for that is in the description of this episode and you'll also find a link for some other nice things like my mailing list uh, which i'd love for you to sign up for but let's get into the proper bit of the podcast, right so I've been reading about religion probably since earlier this year, and I haven't really spoken about it much on uh, the podcast or on Instagram because talking about religion is scary because I don't want to lose all my audience I don't want to upset people um but that has led me to maybe be a little bit inauthentic by not talking about what I wanted to talk about, um which is not a good thing, is it so here we are today talking about religion. I've actually been testing out talking about religion at parties. And when I say that, I mean at one party that I went to, I spoke about religion um, with a woman. And it could have gone better. Mainly because rationality kind of flies out the door. Because one of my main things to go for when it comes to religion, if someone's thinking Christianity, Catholicism, one of my main things to point out is systematic child abuse. I, I tend to... Think that people shouldn't really have an answer for that. I don't know if there's ever an excuse to one abuse a child or two try and cover it up, let alone have that in a place where someone is looked to for worship by millions of people all around the world, like the Pope and the Vatican. Uh, in France, a country that I was in just last week on a nice little holiday, had a good time. Thanks for asking. They have systematically covered up over 200,000 cases of child abuse since the 1950s. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Now, I know that there are lots of people who aren't religious who abuse children, who equally are just as disgusting, but they haven't had the benefit of the Catholic Church covering up for them. Now, here are some things you might like to know about the Catholic Church. I come from a family... Uh, where there are Catholics in that family, and one person related to one of my parents was a Catholic priest. Thankfully, not a child abuser. However, did get a woman pregnant and then did shift that woman and the baby off to Canada. So he, the Catholic priest person in my family, had an affair... Instead of thinking, oh, I'll just leave the church because they're not gonna let me do this, they're trying to make me repress sexual urges, um, I'll just leave this because it's not really for me. He thought, no, I'll bang this woman, and then she's gonna be pregnant, and then the Catholic Church can just pay to shift her off to Canada. I never met this person, sure they're probably alright, but it's the the power Behind that, the power to just send someone to rip them away from their family and send them to Canada. Canada's a nice country. There's definitely worse places to be sent. But I, I have people in my family who have used the Catholic Church to, to hide and cover up stuff. So, it happens, right? And we we know this. So there's no argument against that. Um, where was I? Religion at pies. I've been chatting about religion with everyone. I chatted about it with a neighbour, I've just moved out of London, uh, and in my last like couple of weeks I was chatting to my neighbours, it um, took me a year to do so, and I was talking to one of my neighbours who grew up Hindu, who both her parents are Hindu, and we were talking about religion and we had a chat for about 45 minutes. Learning about this stuff is maybe some of the best best thing I've ever done. The kind of conversations you have when you learn about stuff outside of the self-help genre, they really... They really do top out. They're very good. Um, If you like some of the books I've read, by the way, it's The End of Faith by Sam Harris, Waken Up by Sam Harris, uh, The Moral Landscape by Sam Harris, Letters to a Christian Nation by Sam Harris, uh, not that I'm in an echo chamber, and God is Not Great by Christopher Hitchens, and The Missionary Position by Christopher Hitchens, and that is it so far. So I definitely am in a bit of an echo chamber with those two authors that I've been reading about. But there aren't too many militant atheists out there who you can read. Uh, Richard Dawkins is a good one. I've started reading a book by him, um, which is quite good. Because what we have to appreciate is that from... um, Well, I don't know about you, but I grew up in England. And I grew up in a little village called Pimpern. And in Pimpern, there is a Church of England primary school. And in that Church of England primary school, I had to sing... About God, all the time. You know the songs that like He's got the whole world in His hands. He's got the whole world in His hands. We love God. I don't know if that's the lyrics, but I'd sing that as a kid. And I'm not saying that that's child abuse. But why? Why are schools just trying to make you worship something that, let's face it, doesn't exist? Is that child abuse? I don't know. Anyway, I grew up in the Church of England Primary School, so I had to sing hymns. When I was eight years old, one of my friends died. And, well, I don't know if you've ever been eight and had a friend died. That made me question whether or not there was this this God bloke who I'd been singing about. Thanks, thanks for the favours. Obviously, uh, he wasn't that bothered that I'd been singing about him, or she. Um, so my friend died. And the priest said to me, Oh, God works in mysterious ways. I just remember that not making sense to me at all. I didn't know then, when I was eight years old, that like children in Sub Saharan Africa have got like a one in five chance of making it to five years old. Um or any of the other inequalities in the world. If I had, I'm sure my mind will have exploded. Um but I g I, I couldn't get my head around the whole favouritism thing, right? That I got to live and my friend had to die and that was that was just god. God just pulling some strings. It didn't make sense to me. So from the age of eight, I was an atheist, and I'm so fucking glad that that happened. Quick editor's note: obviously, not really glad that my friend died. Just really glad that I'm an atheist. Um, although there there is something to be said for the well-being of religious people and having faith in something and having faith in a higher power. Like they obviously made it up for a reason back in the day, and it is for like to coerce and control. Everyone um and maybe there's something quite nice in that to know that you don't set the rules um Unfortunately, that's not the world we live in, and science is progressing and progressing and progressing and taking us further and away from the idea of God than most people are comfortable with. That's why well, I like philosophies like existentialism because they take into account the fact that maybe there isn't a God. And that maybe you have to kind of make shit up yourself as you go along and apply meaning to every single moment. Which I get it. It's fucking complicated. It's tough. I'd rather just be told what's right and what's wrong um, than having to work it out myself. But I also don't really agree with worshipping people or things or ideas um, without solid evidence. So that's my position on religion since then of course I've educated myself a little bit more granted it's with some anti-religious kind of books Christopher Hitchens and Sam Harris they're like two of the four horsemen who are like the OG atheists in the world right and reading them has made me feel so passionate about the fact that what like just to just to ask the question of what purpose is religion serving now I know that 85% of the world are religious. I've Googled it. I've got that statistic off Google. I know that 85% of the world are not massive pieces of shit who use the word of desert scribes to warrant their ill behavior. I know that it's a very select few of people, but they, they can do it. And there are areas of the world where religion is touching and poisoning that people don't necessarily like to think of. One of which very recently has made the news is Roe versus Wade. It was a court case in America from the 70s that essentially allowed abortions and generally just protected women's right to have an abortion. I wrote about this on my Substack last week and I was a bit afraid to do so if I'm being completely honest because writing about religion scares me. I don't know if you've heard but some people... When they write about religion and they don't give it a shining review um, happen to get kidnapped uh, or set on fire or attacked so you'll understand my apprehension um anyway now i'm I'm too far in and if I get burnt at the stake then just know that I don't know I must have been a witch or something and I'm a dirty heretic scum is what I am I'm a non-believing scum I'm I don't know what the word is I think it's infidel uh, someone who doesn't believe in God. So let's get into what I wrote. First thing, this is a well, this is a bit of a provocative question, sneaky little trick by me. Um, would you rather live in Russia in the nineteen twenties or America in twenty twenty two? Now just remember, how awesome is this? Weed is legal in loads of states in America, which is awesome. Um however, abortions are not. If you were to live in Russia in the nineteen twenties, you might have found yourself in a forced labor camp. Um Just full disclosure, you really wouldn't like that. You wouldn't enjoy your time there. It would be fucking terrible. And if you'd like to read a book about that, um, read The Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. It's one of the most politically important books from the 1920s because it shone a light. Um, Not the 1920s, the 1900s. It was about 1960, so even more recent history. It's about the forced labour camps uh, in the Soviet Union and what life was like under Stalin in Russia. And oh my God, I know we think Boris Johnson's bad and that Donald Trump was bad, but Stalin, Jesus, um, doesn't sound like a great bloke. For example, there's a story of a, um, a speech that happened and everyone was clapping. And back then you wouldn't want to be seen as the first person to stop clapping. If you were seen as the first person to stop clapping, like a man uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn describes in his book, you might get arrested and put into a forced labour camp for not loving Stalin enough. I've also just read a book uh, about uh, communist Albania, or socialist Albania, they should say, it wasn't full, full-blown full communism, and they loved Stalin as well. So people get indoctrinated into loving these crazy figures, and if you stop clapping or don't show enough love for the overlord or ruler then you get in a lot of trouble um so to make a comparison between that and america in 2022 is fucking disgusting that we can even do that um but america's rules on abortions show that we absolutely have to make that comparison anyway recently roe versus wade has been overturned meaning that a woman's right to choose and just have general autonomy over her body or you know, if, if just someone's pregnant and they're like, I don't really want this um, and they want to get rid of it they can't do that in lots of states even recently I've seen a piece of news, and you can google this if you like a 10 year old um, who has been raped in incest is, is not allowed an abortion can you imagine that? Like, let, let's actually think about this if you, if you are pro-life just think about a 10 year old And if you've thought about that for a second and you're still like, yeah, no, I'm pro life. No, you're not. What you are is someone who is an idiot, to put it kindly. A 10-year-old. Have you ever met a 10-year-old girl? I'm sure people listening have met. Maybe some of you have got 10-year-olds. It's so disgusting that in America that poor little child cannot get an abortion. It's disgusting. Anyway, we all know that this overturning is is ridiculous but some people don't and i legit had people respond to my article but just as a, a to h- hurry this on in america one of the most complex political places in the whole entire world they think they're amazing but i really can't see it myself uh, you have nine supreme court judges who kind of make the rules right six of those voted to overturn roe versus wade It's very important that we say that it's six, because all six of those people are staunchly Catholic. Now, abortion happens to be on a very long list of things um, that Catholicism does not accept from its devotees, um, or anyone that they have control over, for that matter. Now, that is with premarital sex, masturbation, same-sex relationships, and condoms. Um, Now, I'm a big fan of premarital sex. I'm a big fan of masturbation. I haven't ever been in a same-sex relationship myself, um, but, hey, I know lots of people who are in them, and I can't imagine a world where I would ever think that that was a bad thing, Um, in good conscience as well. To to really, to look at two people who are in love and to be like, "Mm, yeah, I think I've actually got a bit of a problem with that is so dumb. Um, And condoms. Hey, condoms are great. Imagine having a child every time you had sex. That would get very expensive. And also, you'd probably be shit at shagging, because you don't get time to practice. So, think about that. I know that's not the most important thing to think about, Um but those are things that Catholicism don't like. Now, one of the judges, shockingly, he's Catholic, um, Clarence Thomas, has even asked for the um, Supreme Court to overturn some other decisions. So there's been cases under the names of Griswold, Lawrence and Obergefell. I don't know how to say the last one. It's O-B-R-G-E-F-E-L-L. And these cases refer to the rights to having contraception or sexual contact with someone in the same sex or same sex marriage. Um, Now, I'm sure as a reasonable individual, you can see that maybe it would not be a good idea to overturn those things, even though I'm going to Google this live I believe there are eight states in the U.S. that have laws against sodomy. Um, sodomy, by the way, is doing someone at the bottom, I believe. And I believe that it is illegal in eight states. I don't know if I'm wrong here. There are 16 states that still have sodomy laws. That was in 2020, this article. Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, North Carolina, and so on. That is an anti-gay law. That is terrible. That is the United States, the so-called greatest country on earth. People are losing their shit. Because if if anyone thinks the United States is the best country on earth, then they're out of their mind. Because that is ridiculous. Imagine that. In Florida... I'm sure there are loads of people who break these laws, but these are laws that are in place. You might not necessarily... um, Well, it it might not necessarily mean that people get convicted, but it does mean that it's criminalised, and that is so terrible. Anyway, we don't want to be having these cases overturned by uh, Clarence Thomas. Now, when it comes to religion and and has religion played a part in this, it's unarguable, right? If you look around the world at the abortion laws, if you look around like Syria, Yemen, Afghanistan, um, Pakistan, Egypt, uh, other areas in Africa that are like very religious, there are lots and lots of laws on abortion that seem to favor old historical religious dogma over the well-being of the individual. And for me, I don't know that that doesn't make too much sense. Now, in the email, I did make a couple of cheap shots. I made a couple of cheap shots at the Catholic Church, systematic covering up of child abuse. Uh, 200,000 cases in France alone since the 1950s. That's quite a lot. Um, I also make a stab at Mother Teresa because... She's got a lot to answer for as well. She said that the greatest destroyer of love and peace is abortion. I don't think that's necessarily true. I would probably say that the greatest destroyer of love and peace would be war criminals. Someone like Saddam Hussein, um, Vladimir Putin, uh, Hitler, for example. Hitler, who, by the way, was he was actually supported by the Catholic Church. I know that that's shocking, but the Catholic Church actually helped him identify people with Jewish heritage they've been in support of fascism for a long time mussolini in italy was very supported by the vatican these are shocking kind of realizations for me when i did the re- um research for this article we shouldn't be accepting of this in this day and age now i am absolutely and acutely aware that around the world um not in the west there are women being oppressed beyond the imagination of women in the west there are terrible laws guided by religion that are just infringing on people's well-being and there's a whole lot of suffering outside of the western world that we truly probably can't comprehend however this happened in the west this happened on our doorstep we are naturally quite selfish um, individuals and this is kind of as an english person i don't know if i kind of consider america as like our like our counterpart across across the ocean, um, but it's it's just surprising that in 2022 we're still having laws made by people whose only moral guidance comes from a religious book. In which, by the way, on the on the subject of religious books, in the Old Testament there is a man called Abraham, and God asks Abraham to kill his baby. I don't know if that's a good idea. In Leviticus 45, there is a uh, verse about slavery and about how you can pretty much own slaves as long as they're not your neighbour, which kind of makes love your neighbour, that like, kind of gives it a whole new meaning, right? It's like love your neighbour by not making him a slave. But if you were to not have a neighbour that uh, you might want to enslave, then you can do so because, hey, it's in the name of God. And as for the Quran, but you didn't expect me to talk about that. Uh, in The End of Faith by Sam Harris, he has a whole chapter called The Problem with Islam. He has been brandished as an Islamophobe at some point in the past. I was quite surprised to find that there are five full pages of verses from the Quran that talk about death to the infidel. Um, that's not great, is it, really? And I'm Sure, that there's well, there's I think it's like 1.5 billion Muslims in the world, and of course, they don't all believe in death to the infidel. I'm sure it's only a minority, Um, but it's still in the book, you know. If you are truly devoted to the idea of God, then you must take these books verbatim, right? Is that not correct? And I mean, I'm sure. No one in the world is taking these books by verbatim now. No one's throwing gay people off buildings or burning people at the stake because they think they're a uh, witch or a heretic. But people still have their values guided by these books that were essentially written by desert scribes, which I don't think is very good for the future of humanity. But what the hell do I know? I am a heretic myself. So how then do we get past this? I don't know. All I know is that I've got a certain amount of reach, and religion seems to make people throw their rationality out the window. So I would love it if anyone was interested. Um, Actually, I'll tell you what, let's just pause this for one moment. If you are religious, um, and you have faith, and you think what I've said is offensive in any way, please do get in touch, feel free to email me because I'd love to learn um, I understand that I'm I'm in an echo chamber here I'm just getting the views of people who are militant atheists I'm more than happy to take your opinion on something so it, it might just change my mind there is a very slim chance that you'll ever be able to convert me um, to whichever religion you like but you might be able to make me see it from a different angle and I'm so open to that um, one of the reasons I was afraid of writing this or talking about this is because I don't want to come across as a bigot. I can only deal with the information that I've got now. Like, I've just started reading a book about Palestine by Noam Chomsky. Noam Chomsky is a... Well, he's a bit controversial. He says the uh, Americas are one of the largest terrorist organisations in the world. <laughs> there's there's truth in that and there's falsehood in it. Um but he's an interesting guy, and I find people like that who have like out their views quite interesting. So I'm reading his book on Palestine. Don't know if you uh, know much about Palestine, but I will talk about it soon um, because it's it doesn't seem to be what the media's feeding us or you, and it's it's essentially all over religious ground, right? That is a war that wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for religion. So so there is another tick in the naughty box for organized religion. Now, the real purpose of this podcast wasn't to talk about Roe versus Wade, even though that's terrible. I'd love to know what we can do. Um, I'd love it if we could all zoom out a little bit and maybe fight for equality all over the world. Uh, It's just very difficult to do that, considering we can't even do it on our home soil. Um, Or the Americans can't seem to do that on their home soil. Same with England, actually. I did see, I think this was on Twitter the other day, that a MP in England was like, yeah, no, we should start debating whether or not we should give women rights to abortions. Oh, we thought we were safe, but we're not. So yeah, it's actually not just America. This this decision will have knock-on effects all around the world because the Americans... People fetishize them, and they set the tone for a lot of the world, and when decisions like this are made, it's quite dangerous um, for the rest of us, right, in the rest of the world. Not necessarily me, I haven't got a uterus, but um, if I did have one, I think I'd want to be able to choose what was in it, you know, Um, and choose what was out of it. To be precise. Now, I'm just going to read you a couple bits from Sam Harris's book, uh, The End of Faith, and then some stuff from God is Not Great, and then you can decide uh, on whether or not, on this very short passage, whether or not you'd like to read them. So, this is Sam Harris's book. It's time that we admitted, from kings and presidents down, that there is no evidence that any of our books was authored by the creator of the universe. The Bible, it seems certain, was the work of sand-strewn men and women who thought the earth was flat, and for whom a wheelbarrow would have been a breathtaking example of emerging technology. To rely on such document as a basis for our worldview is to... Repudate. don't know how to say that word by the way everyone, 2,000 years of civilising insights that the human mind has only just begun to inscribe upon itself through secular politics and scientific culture. We will see that the greatest problem confronting civilization is not merely religious extremism, rather it's the largest set of cultural and intellectual accommodations we have made to faith itself. Religious moderates are, in a large part, responsible for the religious conflict in our world, because their beliefs provide the context in which the spiritual liberalism and religious violence can never be adequately opposed. Oh, Jesus, that's quite a hard hard line, isn't it, from Sam Harris? And that comes from his chapter Reason in Exile. His book is honestly a really mature look at things. So he looks at the nature of belief from a neuroscience point of view, um, looks at the problem with Islam looks at the Christian fundamentalist problem in the United States, um, looks at how reason is kind of going out the window. There's a lot in this book that is helpful to know and definitely useful should you wish to strike up religious debates with people at parties. Now, God is Not Great by Christopher Hitchens is also a fantastic book. Um, Christopher Hitchens, I just happened to love he's a fantastic orator Um, and i'll just read you one thing that i read in his book that i think you might or should hopefully agree with the old testament as christians condescendingly call it has women cloned from a man for his use and comfort The New Testament has St. Paul expressing both fear and contempt for the female. Throughout all religious texts, there is a primitive fear that half of the human race is simultaneously defiled and unclean, and yet also a temptation to sin that is impossible to resist. Well, do you want another one? All right, fine, fine. Okay, violent, irrational, intolerant allied to racism, tribalism and bigotry, invested in ignorance and hostile to free inquiry, contemptuous of women and coercive towards children, organised religion ought to have a great deal on its conscience. Now I personally find it difficult to uh, disagree with those things and that is why I uh, feel so strongly about this. So thank you for bearing with me. If, of course, I have been offensive during this podcast, please do let me know. My podcast email for feedback or complaints uh, is hello at needtoread.co.uk. Also, if you think it's good, guys, you have no idea what it means to me when people tell me that they like what I'm doing. So feel free to send me a message and say, oh, well done, Ed, you didn't totally fuck that one up um, or something along those lines. I'd be pleased to hear it. You absolute legends. Now, of course, I've covered a lot in that podcast, and I know that some of this stuff is not nice to hear, but it is technically the truth. um So it's worth thinking about. And I, look, I'm going to say it again. Obviously, if religious, you have faith. I don't think you're a bad person, unless, of course, you do bad things, and especially if you do bad things in the name of Christ, God, or any other deity. Um, that you should choose to worship i am a bit of a pluralist like i want everyone to live within a society where you can do your like practices without other people getting in your way i'm not about to go down to the local church or mosque and try and get in the way of people practicing their religious faith i'm not an idiot um I'd I'd like it if we could all live in a nice and collaborative society. I think that would be great. The problem I see is when it gets in the way of people's well-being. I I have a problem with that. I don't know why I do. Um, I just do. I'm I'm acutely tuned into this now, and I and I can't unsee it. So that is probably because I've read the books, but I was also probably primed to be anti anti organized religion anyway. So there you have it. That's what I've been sat on for months thank you very much for listening if you've made it this far you absolute legends Uh, i've got some good podcasts coming up some about modern slavery some about suicide i know they sound like depressing topics but they're actually really really fascinating um and we live for fascinating stuff i don't know if uh you can tell this but i'm kind of changing my taste in books like i said at the start i've gone from self-help to other types of books i like philosophy obviously that's something that i mentioned earlier in the year but as of right now i just want to learn about the world I want interesting facts, I want to know stuff and I've got a real thirst for knowledge and guess what guys, books are obviously amazing and they provide that, so keep up to date on Goodreads and stuff if you want to see what I'm reading, but I will obviously be talking um, about these books on the podcast as well. And in additional news everybody, I'm probably going to start another podcast because I thought hey, do you know what the world needs? more white men with podcasts and I don't think having one is enough so I think I'm going to start a podcast called good to know it's going to go alongside my mailing list and it's just going to be information about things that you might find interesting or at the very least something that if you told someone else they would probably find it interesting as well because being interesting is really awesome Anyway, that should be coming up in the next couple of months. I'm going to record a good chunk of episodes for that, and then I'm going to release it on a seasonal basis, Um, not as continuous as as I need to read. But I think I'm on to a winner here with this podcast. I think it's a good idea. I think lots of people will find it interesting, and hopefully you think the same. So more news on that as and when that comes out. But thank you very much for 35 minutes of your time. I appreciate it. Ah, so much, you legends. Science, so my mailing list. Uh, sponsors are in the description of the episode. So are the books that I've been speaking about. Um, have a lovely day. Love you. Bye.